across the road. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 107.1. Thanks, guys, for listening. We got to talk about a really cool thing that a fast food restaurant is doing where I do feel like this offer has a lot of value. <laughs> they're not paying for this, though, so no, no sponsored. Not. But I did see this story, and I thought, you know, it's clever, and also we've talked about this before. So that $3 Wendy's $3 Wendy's keychain, I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but you can get a free Junior Frosty for a year every time you make a purchase. But they're doing this all for a great cause, and that's the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. So with a $3 Frosty key tag which uh, is sold, 90% of that $3 goes to benefit the Dave Thomas Foundation for a job for adoption. And it allows the holder of the tag one free Junior Frosty per transaction, per visit, per key tag for an entire year. That's amazing. Yeah, so for three bucks, I mean, if you're like a like Uber Wendy's lover, yeah, right? Wouldn't you just, why not? Absolutely. And there are other fast food places that do stuff like this. They're not all charity based, but like doesn't Brugger's have like a coffee mug thing oh. where you get free coffee for a year oh, I and you pay like a certain amount, mm. but then it entitles you to go in and get as much free coffee from Brugger's as you want. Well, I think I don't doing think that because I, I think I did that time. one year. Uh, let's see. Brugger's. I'll figure it out. But anyway, the moral of the story is um, this is what I would buy. What? French fries, and then I would dip them in the frosty, because that's one of the best oh, things yeah. ever. Yeah, just buy it? fries. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Mike, I, are you a fan you're of talking that? about the two places I probably have visited the least in my entire life? Oh, I don't know if I've Wendy's? ever been in a Brugger's, and I think I've had what? Wendy's once. <gasps> what? Oh boy, what is Why? that going on? Okay, at so Wendy's? add that to cheat day Friday. Yeah, yeah sure. Wendy's. Excuse me, porn, porn Friday. Mm-hmm. What are we calling it? Food porn Friday. Food porn Friday. Yeah. There you go. You know you the food it. segment where we eat. Where we eat things. And people um, listen to us eat. It's a great bit. So they, I don't know if Brugger still does it. It was called the Unlimited Coffee Bottomless Mug Club, oh. and it gave you 365 days of free refills on coffee, tea, and soda. How much is this mug? Well, I think it ranged uh, between locations, and it was like 185 to 149 or something. Oh, like hell. So it wasn't free. <laughs> better not lose it. But, I mean, if you were going to, I mean, you could oh literally God. go every day for free coffee. Wow. In fact, well, I feel like Colleen did this at one point. Well, that, I'll ask because her she tomorrow. Likes, yeah, ask her tomorrow, because they, they have like a coconut coffee, and she loved that coconut coffee. Oh, my gosh. Okay. At Brugger's. It, what is the thing? Where's where's the place that you would go for, like, if you had a key tag that gave you free something mm. every day, but you mm. had to make a purchase? Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell. What would you want for free? I want a Mexican pizza, but that's probably, I know it wouldn't be that. It would be like a, I'd do a bean burrito. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or free Cholito. Yes. Oh, those are not everywhere, you know. No. They're I think only you, in Minnesota. Yeah. And I think they're not even called Cholitos they anymore. I think they're called Santigos Chili Cheese Burrito. Calls them, they own that. Do right? they own Cholito? I think so. Oh, okay. Or No, I don't know. Somebody does. Taco John's? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Moral of the story is, for you, it would be Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Mike, you haven't been to a Wendy's but once, maybe. What for uh, you? If, if every time I purchase a, uh, a rodeo burger, I got some of those uh, chicken nuggets from Burger King, I'd be a happy man. Oh, yeah. Oh. I really like the chicken nuggets at Burger King, and you know I love the rodeo burger. I feel like, Bradley, what would yours be? Uh, 
It would have to be Culver's. Mm. Oh, there's that. And I would want free custard. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a great idea. And it doesn't even have, like, whatever the flavor of the day is, just give me the cone. free flavor. Yeah, it doesn't even have, it could be like a baby cone. A tiny cone, yeah. Whatever they call it there, I don't know. Yeah. I just want a little bit of frozen custard every day. I thought you were going to say Kurder Burger every Kurder day. Burger. Kurder Burger. We didn't have the Kurder Burger. I did. Mike. He Sorry. had one big curd. Remember, it was like a big patty curd. No, I know. We no, talked about it, but we it actually before, had it. Yeah, but we didn't have it this year. But I did. Oh. My we, wife had never had it? it before, so I'm I've sure. had it. You've I don't think it? you oh, had but it. But we haven't had it on the show. Did we have? It we had it on the show we before did. it was this show. Got I it. had it. It was with you, you and Colleen or Holly. Yeah, Holly. I was like, I know I had it. Because mm-hmm. we had talked about having it yep. because it was an April Fool's thing yes. that then turned into a limited time thing oh. that they then brought back and now they've brought it it's back again. Thing. But mm-hmm. is it gone? Yeah, it's gone again. It's Ay. annual. Yeah. But may Mike, I interest was it, you? Was it? Did it live up to? Oh yeah, okay. this is. A, I've had. I mean, curd burger, by the way, the, is a big cheese curd, big flat of, cheese patty on yeah. top of a burger. Yeah. Amazing. Remember, I was in, I was near the original Culver's when they introduced it the first time, and yeah. I was going to go get the Curter Burger at the original location. They ran out so fast the first year. Oh, I bet. Like it was. Well, plus gone. it's Wisconsin. I know. Can't throw a cheese curd without hitting a cheese the, curd. The lines at Culver's, <laughs> and I'm not joking, at every single Culver's, every single night is unbelievable. Yeah. There's literally 20 people in line at Culver's. It's like the lines that form around. Uh, uh, Rays and Canes around here are at uh, every Culver's every single night. Or in that's Wisconsin? in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, I've also okay. seen that behavior around Portillo's. Sure, yep. Portillo's oh, is another God. one that's like that. So good. I but love Portillo's. Culver's, man. They just, yeah, they love that place. Can we? Why don't we eat oh. food? You want some food? We eat food right now. Okay. Why don't we eat food? Is that what you said? I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> just finished a bag well, of veggies and it was not satisfying. I know. I had a full ass lunch. You did. I did. What did you have? I had steamed broccoli and rice uh-huh. with some ham. Ham? Running out of things in the fridge, so I'm yeah. stuffing everything in the fridge quick before we leave town. Yeah, it was real not interesting. What did you have today, Dawn? I had a healthy choice <laughs> pizza. Mm. Which was oh, like a I thought little... you were eating pizza. I was like, girl must have had leftovers, but it yeah. was a lean cuisine pizza. It, yeah, healthy choice. Or healthy yeah. choice. Yeah. Um, when you come back from your cruise, yeah. may I suggest that we have a Wendy's pretzel baconator it is a bacon cheeseburger a double bacon cheeseburger oh, wow. with a pretzel bun yeah i'm in okay. you said all of the good things i know mike or maybe we can just have it this friday no you can't do that to oh, me nobody guessed to know about it oh whoops yeah i won't tell him yeah you, we'll just pretend to not know about not it the next time to have any fun <laughs> while i'm gone don't you're you know how that eating works in the lap of luxury you're going to be eating from a buffet Oh, I can't wait. I hope it has some good things on it. They have the best it. buffet. They do? It is the best. I can tell you the cruise I went on, it wasn't great. No, it depends but on it what cruise line. You... celebration or but something. But look, I, I love a good carnival buffet. It, you just have to know like which ship and which... you got. You got to work at it. But you also have to set your expectations on mm-hmm. a cruise buffet. However, that said, on a Viking cruise buffet... You don't got to set any expectations. You just know. You just roll in. Do you know on one ship we went on, you could order a steak on the buffet, and they would cook it to order on the buffet. Well, isn't that sweet? I mean, it it was real fancy. (laughs) We were like, this is too fancy. Cute? (laughs) So cute. I love it when people say cute. 
for reasons that aren't cute. cute. <laughs> oh, so cute. No, you walk up to that buffet and you're like, I would like a medium, you know, I would like a, uh, what's it called? Ribeye steak medium. And they just do it. Is awesome. that your steak order? A ribeye? Medium, yeah. Okay. Mike? Medium rare. Okay. Dawn? Medium. But I just want a sirloin. Sirloin? Yeah. Okay. I don't like a bone in it. We ought to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to stop talking about food. Everybody, poor everybody's hungry. They're just like, oh, why are you people talking well, about We're not food? eating either, so. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what Travis Kelsey calls Taylor Swift. Essentially, his pet name for her. He and you're going to have opinions. Come here, ribeye. Come here, bone in, sirloin. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. They want to give you the gift of good health, and they are extending a special deal for you. It's up to 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. So you might think, ah, oh, that's just, this is not the right time for me to join Livia. I'm telling you, it is the right time because, first of all, you get this great deal. And also, before the new year, you could lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and up to two pounds per week thereafter. So you will be set up for success going into the new year where you're usually trying to lose weight, let's be honest anyway. Make it easier for yourself. There's so much that goes into losing weight with Livia. It is not just what you eat. They will customize a plan for you based on many things. How much water do you drink? drink? Do you get enough sleep? All those kind of things go into it. So call them today, 855-GO-LIVIA or livia.com. Ask for up to 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Don. Don't forget, right now is a virtual Santa stop at Children's Theater Company. Drop off a gift card or a toy, and we will deliver those to the Ronald McDonald House before Christmas. It's just that simple. And we're going to be talking to a special guest coming up very soon. But right now, we got to talk about a ridiculous story. Yeah, so I saw this story that purports to tell us what Travis Kelsey's pet name for Taylor Swift is, and then I wanted to barf. And mm-hmm. it's not because I have no love in my heart for these two very much organically in love human beings. <laughs> but because this is not a story, because allegedly, supposedly, on an episode of his brother's podcast, New Heights podcast, which we've talked about, where Jason talks to uh, Travis. He apparently let it slip that he calls his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, by a pet nickname. And I thought, "Eh, I bet it's something really adorable and, you know, over the top. Because that's what pet names are, right? Mm -hmm. Like, pet names are like, ooh, schmoopy, or (laughs) lizard lips, or, you know, um, I, I don't know. Jojo with the Bobo, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, apparently, according to this dumb story, his pet name for her is Tay. Uh, what? The sweet moment occurred after Jason 36 praised his sibling 34 for becoming the fastest tight end to reach 11,000 yards on Sunday. I don't know what that means, Mike. You could probably tell us. It just, he set a record, an okay. NFL record. No tight end has had that many yards that quickly well he pointed out that taylor reacted to his accomplishment by liking his instagram post about it and then the catching catching kelsey alum gushed quote thanks tay i appreciate you on the chief's page supporting 
Okay. Is Tay really? No, it's just a shortened version of your name. Yeah, I just feel Tay like is not like Schmoopy. That would be a fun pet name. Yeah. Tay, that's just a nickname everybody calls her, right? Tay Tay. Hey Tay. Yeah, or sugar boobs or something. Sugar boobs. No, that's not. I mean, that would be a pet <laughs> name. Know. Sugar boobs. But what everybody else calls her is just like Tay Tay. Yeah, it is. It's just like probably a lot of people. It can't be something that a lot of people in your inner circle call call you. It needs to be somewhat embarrassing or. Well, it's just between you and your partner. And like yeah. when you like, quote, let it slip, it better not be like my name is Bradley. Mm-hmm. A nickname for Bradley often uh, called out is Brad. Thank you. It'd be like page six reporting. You know, Bradley's partner, Jamie, let slip his pet name for Bradley. Hey, Brad. That No, that's not a pet name, actually. B-Rad. B-Rad. Now, that's a pet. Well, mm-hmm. that's not even a pet. That's more. I mean, we're still in nickname territory because sure, sure. people in high school used to call me B-Rad. B-Rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know, like you could just those are obvious names that people like Don, D Don, Doo Double D, Diddly Double D. Yes. I'm just saying like. You could come up with some kind of D word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of nicknames did people have? Not pet names, but nicknames for you. And uh, my mom used to call me Riverboat, which is a completely long. Uh, okay, but that is—that's not like a typical yeah, nickname. Um, I mean, people would call me. Also, I uh, need to D-Mac. know why she called you Riverboat, but we'll get to that. What D Mac? Yeah, D Mac. So, there you go. Yeah, because Don McLean. Yes, or you know. Uh, I was going to say, that'd be like people calling me B-Tray, but nobody ever called me B-Tray. <laughs> well, but get ready. M- me, B-Tray. M-Gang. Oh, I like M-Gang for Mike Anger. Yeah. No? Yeah, it's it's fine. M-Gang. Yeah. Um, what? Nothing. Okay. Uh, but, but like pet name would be what you're, what somebody who loves you would call you. Mm-hmm. Like Sweetie Puss or... Well, you, didn't you want to share what MC calls you? Or do you know I'm looking up right now to see if this is a bad word oh. in another language. I, I don't think it's a, a bad word. I don't know. It could be okay. seen as derogatory. So right, I'd well, rather not. I just fine. had a thought that I shouldn't say this, and oh. I think I should go with those instincts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have any pet names that you're willing to share? I'll tell you what Jamie calls me. But. Yeah, I call, well, I don't, she just calls me Michael, which obviously isn't one, but I, Michael. Call, I call her Sarah Bear all the time. Oh, Sarah Bear would be our pet name. Sarah Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's literally, I've basically replaced every other form of identifying her and it's always been Sarah Bear. Yeah. Her I family love that. loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so see, that's cute. a pet name. That is a pet name. Right? Even though yeah. it does feature her name, it's a pet name. Yeah. Not Sarah everyone's going to call her Sarah Bear. I hope not. Yeah. Uh oh. What if you saw a text on your phone that said, "Hey, Sarah Bear," would you be like, "Who's that?" Yeah, we we, we there that'd be a problem. And that she's would be like, a little It's weird. my mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jamie will call me JoJo hmm. because my middle name is Joseph, and you know, so that's yeah. like an obvious one, right? JoJo. JoJo. I do call him James because his name is not James, but everybody thinks Jamie is short for James, mm-hmm. and so that's just what I call him. Um, but yeah, like those are, like, those are pet names. Those are things that nobody else calls you that like your significant other calls you. Mm, And I just think like when I saw the story, I was like, come on, he better call her something better than Tay. All this is, is clickbait. Yeah. If you see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in the title, there are millions of people that are going to click on it just because 
it's something that they love and can't get enough of. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's just like uh, clicking on Christmas. You know, it's just as happy for people as thinking of Christmas. I think that they could comparably compete with Christmas. To Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey fans, you could say, if you had to choose one or the other this year, this or the the couple or Christmas. Oh, you're saying that they're as, they're as delightful as Christmas? They had yes, they had to give up Christmas to have Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, like a Taylor celebration surrounding. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's there are billions of them around the world. Yeah. She has great power and influence. Oh, God, for sure, 100%. I just think well, she's, she's an alien. Of course she does. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she has she world is domination. controlling the world. I do think he needs to just come up with a better... What would be a better Nick, pet name for Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift. Let's see. Um, <sighs> yeah, because all of the names that I'm coming like up with are nicknamey, like yeah. TT and T Swift uh-huh. and Tay Tay. And I guess TT would How not be. How about the blonde one. bomber? <laughs> Going to the bathroom, huh? The blonde bomber. There you go. But it's got to also, you know, it's got to have a little bit of like something you'd call your dog, you know, because that you, you just get in that voice mm-hmm. where you're like, Blondie, mm-hmm, boo, 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 smoochie, yeah. Blondie. Smoosh, smoochie, smoochie. I, if she was my girlfriend, I would call her legs. Legs. Hey, hey legs. legs. Come I here, mean, legs. her legs are a million miles long. Yeah. She got legs. All right, Taylor Swift. Legs. Got legs. And she knows how to use them. When we come back here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we have a very special guest because we're doing a virtual Santa stop today from noon to three with our good friends at the Children's Theater Company. And one of uh, the people over there is going to talk to us live uh, about the amazing organization and their current show and a whole lot more when we come back right here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. All the entertainment that you could ever possibly want is right here on this station and our show. If you missed any of it, you can go back and listen to it in podcast form. It is very easy. Just search for Bradley and Dawn wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we have to talk to the Children's Theater Company because they were so gracious to allow us to have their location be a virtual Santa stop. This year, a Santa stop where you can drop off toys to um, help out the Ronald McDonald House. And we have the artistic director and director of The Grinch, Peter Brocious, on the line with us. Hi, Peter. Hey, good good afternoon to you. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How are things over there with you? They are so good. We've, you know, we're just... Uh, um, Audiences are just eating up the Grinch and having so much fun, and then we're getting ready for the the rest of this incredible season. So the joint's jumping. Peter, so How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a show that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, but if they haven't been to the Children's Theater Company, what does your amazing organization bring to such a timeless show? Because we know that it's fabulousness, but tell us a little bit about the show. Well, first of all, the Children's Theater Company is a wonderfully uh, comfortable theater with wide aisles and a quiet room if the kids get nervous and a wonderful uh, lobby and parking right next door. So it's a very easy and, and convenient place to come. And we pull out all the stops on this show. It's got extraordinary scenery, amazing costumes, you know, this incredible cast, uh, huge dance numbers and just phenomenal performances especially, you know, of our Grinch, you know, who is both unbelievably hilarious and then quite touching because 
hey, it's hard to change, and we have to we have to watch the Grinch change, and it's Aww. hard to grow three three sizes, and we should all have such a, a faith. We should all be able to have our heart grow three sizes, you know. Absolutely, and this is great for kids and adults alike. Like you don't have to have oh. kids to go see this show. <laughs> no, we have we have a lot of adults who come on their own. We have families. We have three generations. We have grandparents. We have aunties. We have all kinds of caregivers. Families. We have people dressed up as the as the Grinch or in full holiday regalia. We have people who just wear whatever they want to wear. It's a festive <laughs> occasion. It's and the lobby is filled with activities where you get your picture taken. You make who hair and join the who join wow. who will. Yeah, so it's really fun. I, I love it. And I can say, I mean, it is one of the best places to see a show in this town because to your point, I mean, it is a comfortable um, space. It's, I mean, which is no small thing. Like when you're sitting in, you know, a chair for hours, right. Or yep. depending on the run of the show, like you want to be comfortable and enjoy yourself. And especially when you've got like a bunch of people in your family, you don't want to feel like you're cramped into tiny little uncomfortable old seats. And so it is just a fun place to be. And it's an easy place to be. And it's not just, um, the home for How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is the, the show currently available. But there, there's always something fabulous that you guys are bringing um, to the stage. Oh, yeah. Do you uh, want to share with us what the season is? Can you talk about what's coming up? Oh, yeah, I'd be happy to. Because after the Grinch, we have a really fun really special show called The Carp Who Would Not Quit and Other Animal Stories. Oh. And this is coming. These are really funny and touching and imaginative fables from uh, Japan and Okinawa. And the show is filled with puppetry and masks and participation. You'll learn to sing in Japanese and have words that encourage the, the, the animals to uh, uh, go on their journey. And so that is, it's huge fun. And it comes to us from the Honolulu theater for youth. So it's their first time in Minnesota. And they're bringing these, these stories that are just really participatory and quite fun. And that's uh, followed by Alice in Wonderland, which is, a, a, you know, a huge spectacle of a production filled with, you know, uh, um, you know, chases through the audience and, you know, surprises and insane tea parties and, you know, mad queens. It's, it's great, great fun. And then we have a show for the preschoolers called Babble Lab, which is about a woman scientist who discovers sound and language in her crazy laboratory. And so it's, you know, an intimate show filled with video projection and it's huge fun about, you know, how language is formed and, and the crazy sounds that humans can make. And then we end the season with the uh, three-time Tony-nominated and I think the only show from Minnesota to go to Broadway, mm. which is A Year with Frog and Toad. Oh, yeah. Which is beloved <gasps> oh. and so smart and so funny. Beautiful design, incredible songs that are all earworms. You can't stop singing them. They're such hooky songs. Uh, and I hope people go out and see all of your shows. Again, if you're just joining us, we're having to beat Peter Brocious, the artistic director over at the Children's Theater Company. Can you talk, too, about beyond the stage? Like, you guys are so much more. Mm-hmm. You're, actu- you're actively, you know, sort of uh, educating and training and providing experiences for the next generation of theater goers and actors. Well, I really appreciate you asking that because we're hugely proud of our education work and our community partnership work. We have our theater arts training program you know, for, you know, uh, uh, kids two to 18, um, you know, with everything from creative play to improv to, you know, creating productions to dance. I mean, everything you can imagine about 
stretching and growing and letting your curiosity play. We have classes for it with just remarkable teachers. And you're going to make new friends. You're going to have a ball. You're going to learn new skills. And so that's there. And then we also have, you know, our access programs like our uh, ACT Pass uh, for, the, for those families who may need some support in terms of accessing tickets. Mm. And that's a program where we make low-cost tickets available to families for every single show. You know, and so that's important. And information on that is on our website. And then we're deeply involved in, in, you know, a deeply immersive project with Bethune Elementary School, where we are providing classes and arts interactions for every single grade, every single student in the school, working wonderfully with the great faculty and staff at Bethune, because we want the arts to be part of everyone's lives. And so, you know, we have a long history of doing residencies in schools and preschools across our community because we know the arts can really make a difference. They can give you hope. They can build your tolerance. They can exercise the muscle of your creativity and your curiosity. And so, you know, we know what the arts do for young people, how they encourage them and give them hope and discipline and focus. And so we want everyone to be able to have that opportunity. Oh, that is just so wonderful. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking to Peter Brocious from the Children's Theater Company. You can drop off toys right now for our virtual Santa stop we're doing with them, all going to Ronald McDonald House Charities. Uh, do you remember the first show that you ever saw? As a, as a, little, as peanut, a little let me think. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I I was in shows all the time. I was oh. a child actor oh. so in, in like in community theater. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I think I was a deer once. <laughs> I was a, a frog. I was all yeah. kinds of stuff. That's I, so I do remember, you know, as a teen going in, I grew up in Southern California and I went uh-huh. into Los Angeles and saw oh. Man of La Mancha. Oh, and I remember wow. that staircase coming down. And I remember just like this chill went up and down my spine and I think at a certain point one of the actors was walking up and down the aisles and I was like oh my god they're so close this is amazing yeah. and the voices were so astounding and I remember thinking this is really magical Isn't you know it? and then hearing the power of the orchestra uh, I totally relate to that it is so important to have those moments for our youth because it unlocks something within them that allows them to either go into the arts or just in any way just inspires them and and that's what i love about live theater really no and it's so true what you're saying and you know there are all these studies that show that if young people are involved in the arts you know as as audience or as taking classes or work workshopping in any way their chance of having the arts be part of their lives Mm -hmm. as an adult and that means whether you're going to concerts or galleries or museums or shows or Mm -hmm. opera or theater or dance is so much higher and so when families bring their kids to the theater, they're not only giving them, you know, a wonderful afternoon or evening, they're also giving them a path for life. Yes. And so it's a big gift they're giving those kids because, you know, it doesn't mean if you've never been to, you know, had arts experiences as a kid that you won't have it, but your chance of having it be part of your life is so much higher yeah. when you experience it as a kid, you know? Absolutely. 
Peter, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join us today. And we hope we can get as many people to head on over to the Children's Theater Company, not only to drop off uh, toys and gifts for the Ronald McDonald House Upper Midwest Charities for our virtual Santa stop, but also to see not just the Grinch, but all your amazing work because you truly are providing audiences a constant, um, just spectacular show. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Well, I really appreciate it, and uh, hope to see you at the theater. Absolutely. All right, you guys, that was Peter Brocious, the artistic director and director of The Grinch, which is currently at the Children's Theater, and they just make it so accessible. I don't, I haven't seen this production of The mm-hmm. Grinch, Dawn, but I've seen so many shows over there, and I know, I'm sure you have too, it is just such an easy space to get into, as he said, and it's also a fun space. It's, oh, it's so a beautiful space, and you're also next to um, just a beautiful part of Minneapolis. Absolutely. So, so much to do down there. Go have some food, mm-hmm. go see a show. And it's, you can awaken the artistic just beauty within a child exactly yeah absolutely and when we come back mike is going to awaken the beauty of us by spinning his wheel (laughs) and then we'll play a game and find out who's more beautiful when we come back right here (laughs) my talk 1071 the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. Guys, it's that time of day already mike's gonna spin his wheel and we're gonna play a game Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. This is the time that I spin my wheel and we decide what game we're going to play. Let's uh, spin the wheel. Actually, let's not spin the wheel because today is a Santa stop. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, right. It is. It is. It's a, it's a virtual Santa stop, so we're going to celebrate by doing Happy holiday. Christmas-themed game show today. We're going to play a uh, holiday version of Listery Pop Quiz. Oh, You guys like this game. We go through and try to uh, answer all of the things on uh, on a list of items. And this time they're all going to have something to do with the holidays. I'll allow you two to choose your own adventure, uh, at least as we start here. Because we've got two lists. We've got one tiebreaker if needed. But uh, it's just going to be the two of you going back and forth. You've got, uh, I'll give you three strikes per list. This might be a little more difficult. Okay, so three okay. strikes per three list. Strikes per and list. Uh, if you can name, uh, and I've got a top 20 list of two different things. I've got the top 20 highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Oh. Okay. And the top 20, according to Billboard, greatest Christmas songs of all uh, time. Uh, and I will just say the Andy Williams Happy Holidays that we just played coming back in there is not on that list. Oh, That's why God. I played it. What do you want to do, Don? I definitely want to do... Um, We're going to do both. What do you choice? want to start with? Yeah. Let's start with movies. You want to start with movies. All right. Let me flip a coin here. It is uh, Wednesday. That means, Dawn, you get to choose heads or tails. Uh, tails. It is tails. You get to go first. So I guess you don't have to... Yeah. Okay. You, it, that was to see who gets to go first. Okay. Uh, so we're looking for the highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. Okay. And... Yeah. That's where, that's where we'll leave it. Let's oh, see how you guys do. Okay. Where do you want to start? I want to start. What do you mean? You, you have to name one. Oh, just name one. Just okay. go back and <laughs> forth. Like, Any Christmas okay. movie like, that okay, you think is about, in the top 20 highest grossing of all time. Highest grossing. How about Christmas Vacation? Christmas Vacation is Christmas Vacation 
in the top 20 highest grossing of all time. I'm taking my time because I can't find it. I'm sorry. It is not. Holy cow. Okay. Highest grossing. Um, so, these highest are the ones. so now we go back over to, go over to Bradley. Now, now. it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Die Hard. Die Hard is Die Hard, one of the highest grossing Christmas movies of all time. It is. It's number 18. Ooh. So that gives you an idea. There's maybe another one on here that is loosely a Christmas yeah. movie, but is also considered a Christmas movie. Otherwise, uh, that's... There you go. You got your first one. All right. Okay. What else we got? Um, Back over to you, Don. Uh, how about Love Actually? Love Actually. Is Love Actually on the list? It actually is. It's number seven on the list. By mm. the way, $245 million. Okay. $245 million. One thing I've learned from this list is uh, holiday movies don't always sell that well. Ah, uh, okay. Because again, we're looking for uh, the top grossing number seven on the list, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, like the Christmas million. movies that are on my list, I guarantee are not on the box office list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, to that end, I'm going to say Elf. You're going to say Elf. Just beneath Love Actually is Elf. That's number eight on the list. Nicely wow, done. Wow, that's only number eight. That's only huh? number eight. Okay, what is number one? It's probably going to go up the list, though, because obviously they just re-released it in theaters okay. uh, last week. But yeah. we'll see. Okay. There's a lot more to go. I'm going to say The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Is The Santa Claus up there? It is number 10 on the list. Back okay. from 1994, The Santa Claus, uh, 190 million dollars okay again one strike for dawn no one for bradley so far keep going uh i'm having a hard time with what constitutes a christmas movie well then i mean you did say die hard and it was right so uh, well i'm gonna uh, i know this is not gonna be on there but i'm gonna say bad santa you're gonna say bad santa i think that is definitely a christmas movie yeah and it's, it's uh, definitely not in the top ten. No, yeah. Bad Santa did not make that list. Back over you, Don. Um, and I mean, old movies are they any of those on the list here? Like White Christmas, I'm going to say. You're going to say White Christmas. White Christmas, not on the list. Yeah, I feel like from a grossing standpoint, I don't think they've made a ton of money. I just thought maybe not. I, like in DVDs, or <laughs> is that included? I don't know. I don't think so. This is box office. I think it's just numbers, box office. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's probably not going to be a ton of oh, old man. Christmas Those movies. Are the ones I watch. What about Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare mm, Before Christmas. Good. It's on the list, but just outside the top oh, twenty. It's at number two twenty six. Is Nightmare Before Christmas? So what am Christmas. I at? Two. Strikes? You got two strikes, Don. Okay. You got one more strike to play with as well. Any oh, other guesses? Gosh, um, let's this see. is so hard. It's well, a we're, different. I feel like we're missing some low hangers. Oh, you definitely are. Low hanging Christmas fruit. Ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, I said Christmas Vacation. You did. Oh, shoot. And that wasn't on the list. Yeah, it was not. Oh, my God. Now, since you both have, uh, you're, both oh my on even, God. you're both on even footing, let me just say, the oldest movie remaining is from 1984. Okay. So all of them are either 84 or more. Christmas recent. Story? A Christmas Story. Oh, a good one. Is a Christmas Story up there? <gasps> it is what? not. I cannot find it in the top three. 30. Oh I'm sorry. God. You're done for this uh, okay. one, but don't worry, Bradley. Yeah, you still got an opportunity. I have one more that just popped into my okay, head. I was like, I can't believe. Yeah. Home Alone. Yep. Home Alone absolutely is on the list. That's number two. Oh, gosh. Okay. But we don't know the number you're, one. You're out, uh, Dawn. So you yeah. keep going, Bradley, until you get your third strike. I you can rack am up some points here. Going to say that. 
A Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> if that's there, you got another one you're going to keep rolling. It's not rolling. on there. It's not on there. No, oh. it's not. Uh, this wasn't an easy list, but you did get Home Alone. You did not get the third list or third movie on the list, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, oh God. Which I will fight is better than the first. And really? I know I will lose that oh, fight. Oh, can I guess I what yeah. the one, the other vague one was? What's that? Gremlins. Yes, Gremlins is on the list oh. at number 16. Yeah. Some of the other ones you missed. Ironically, who did we just get done talking to? Oh, the, the Grinch. Grinch. So the Grinch is number oh one on gosh. the list. Well, here's here's God. the fun thing. The Grinch is number one at 526. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is actually number four. Got it. You also have The Christmas Carol, The Polar Express, oh. uh, The Holidays on there, Santa Was Claus the Grinch two. the Jim Carrey one? The Grinch, uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, that is the Jim Carrey one. Okay. The Grinch is the animated one. Uh, I didn't think of an animated movie. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I didn't think about all the, uh, like, you know... Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The like Min- Rankin Bass? Yeah. The Minnesota classic, Jingle All the Way, was number 20. So you could have said that one okay. with, with Sinbad and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Really? Filmed right here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Such a but great Nightmare movie. Nightmare Before Christmas Phil Hartman also in that movie. It? Fantastic. Well, I just wonder if they didn't count that as a Christmas movie. Which one? No, Nightmare Before Christmas was up there, but it only oh, did $95 million. Oh, okay. The okay. Jingle All the Way did 129 Got okay. It. You put right. Sinbad in a movie, you're going to get over 100 million. That's yeah. just how it works. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we don't have actually a ton of time for this next list, so I'm going to drop it down to the top 10. Okay. So you guys got the top 10. Yeah. Let's see how many you can get. You'll get two strikes, or uh, we'll give you three strikes for each of them. I'm looking for Billboard's top 10 best Christmas songs ever. Who's first? Don, you get to go first since you're trailing. All I want for Christmas is you. That's absolutely number one. All I want for Christmas is you. Keep going. Last Uh, Christmas. Last Christmas by Wham is number eight. Okay. Um, um, No. Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Is Santa Baby there in the top ten? It is not. uh, Not in the top ten. Is there like a Christmas shoes song? Christmas shoes? Oh, Isn't it called Christmas shoes? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's called Christmas shoes. It's a country song. It's oh, not in the top ten. There. You both you got think, a strike. You got two um, more strikes to go. Oh, We're trying to list the Christmas. Billboard top ten Christmas songs here before we wrap up the show and send Bradley on his way. Jingle Bell Rock? Is Jingle Bell Rock up there? Yes, Bobby Helms classic is number three. Nicely done. Um, I would like to say that... All tied up, 4-4. Four, four. Uh, Need an answer. Okay, my answer is Dominic the Christmas Donkey. Is Dominic the <laughs> Christmas Donkey up there? It is not. Second strike for Damn. Bradley. Dawn, you got a chance here to... Sleigh bells. Sleigh bells to get in front. Is sleigh bells on the board? It's not. No. Crap. You, That's not <laughs> on there Still got one either. more strike. You each have one more strike. Bradley, if you get this one right, you will uh, take a one-point lead, and Dawn will have to answer. If not... Uh, Don will have a chance to win it all. I am going One, to two, say three, four, five, six. There are still seven you have not named in the top ten greatest Christmas songs of all time. Thanks to Billboard, as we're celebrating our Santa stop today. Uh, Game show roulette. I'm buying you all the time I can. White Christmas. Yet. White Christmas is White Christmas up there. That is number ten. You've got oh! a four to f- uh, five to oh, four lead. No. Don, you got to answer back with one here. Um, uh, how about um. Dreaming. Uh, this could be so exciting. Of a Christmas. What you got? I don't know because I can't think when people are talking, but this is bad for radio because we have to talk. How about um, um, Little Drummer Boy? Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> if it's there, 
She's tied. If not, Bradley's the winner today. Little drummer boy. Not there. Yes! Still left on the board. Uh, Brenda Lee's rocking around the Christmas tree. I was trying to think because didn't that just chart again or did she do something something with that? that. Uh, The Christmas song, A Holly Jolly Christmas, Feliz Navidad. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Let it snow, let it snow. And Christmas Eve also on there as well. Wow, that was a great one, Mike. Thank you. That was great. And uh, dear listeners, thank you for joining us. Up next, Lori and Julia. Uh, Colleen will be in tomorrow with Dawn. Yay! And I'll be back soon enough, don't you worry. So long from now. Bye! Bye! (laughs)